0: your bowels with me this evening almost said this morning to first uh, Corinthians chapter 11 we're going to receive communion this is the first Sunday of the month we always receive communion but I felt just to share about communion a little bit tonight before we partake so I just want to share some thoughts with you about communion uh, the table of the Lord call it what you will a time of remembrance, remembering the fact that Jesus came and Jesus died for us. But there are some things about communion that I feel I understand, and there's some things that uh, that still stir in me. You know, you'd, I know you'll be surprised to realize that I don't know everything. It uh, was a joke. My wife could tell you that but that there are some things about communion that that i i don't question but i just i wonder it's like i don't have the whole handle on one of them is uh how often we should receive it you know jesus said as often as you do this do it in remembrance of me but he didn't say how often we should do it and so that's up to the individual i know some individuals that receive Communion every day, Derek Prince said he and his wife would receive Communion every day. Uh, we receive Communion once a month, other the denominations, the Catholic Church, the Episcopal Church, they receive Communion every week. Uh, I guess what, for from my, from my own self, I'm concerned that if we started to receive it every week, that just like, at least from my experience, when I grew up in the Catholic Church, uh, it became routine. It became just very normal, very ordinary, and it kind of lost its uh, its its specialty. You know, it wasn't special anymore. It was just very ro- very routine. It's the same thing every week, every week, every week. And I and I don't want that. I want communion to be a special time, a time of remembrance for us, to, because we're we're remembering the greatest sacrifice that's ever been made on the on the planet. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, came and gave Himself so that we could live with Him forever. My God, how could that ever happen? But it did. Hallelujah. And so that's just one of the questions. It's like, I'm always praying, it's like, God, should we do something different in, about communion? But I feel like at least I'm satisfied that we're, we're, we're we are where we should be right now. Hallelujah. Everybody find First Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 23. I'm just going to start reading and then comment, I feel, as as I should. For I received from the Lord, the apostle Paul wrote, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he, excuse me, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. When we receive communion, we are proclaiming, we are declaring the Lord's death. And, and that doesn't mean we just believe that he died on the cross for us. But I really believe what, that when we, when we declare, when we proclaim the Lord's death, what we are doing is proclaiming and declaring and our belief in everything that he accomplished for us in that. When he died, his victory over sin and sickness and disease, his victory over the devil, all the things that he accomplished for us in his death on the cross, when we are remembering, we are declaring that. We are believers in Jesus. We are believers in his sacrifice. We are believers in what he did and what he accomplished. And we partake of that. We receive it. We, we become one with, with him in it. You know, when I was thinking, whenever, whenever a uh, a particular sports team wins a special event, for example, the World Series or the Super Bowl, everybody in the city or mo- most of the people in the city, they all what are they What are they cheering? What do they say? They say, "We won," but they didn't win anything. You know, it's the team that won. They didn't win, but they enter. They identify. It's my team, so I identify. In other words, their victory is my victory. I've, I can feel good about myself because my team won. And when when we would take communion, we're declaring His death. We're declaring that everything, the victory that He won for us, and we say, "Yes, we win, hallelujah!" Because Jesus won, we win. Because I'm one with Him, hallelujah. And my victory is is oh, I have victory over sin and sickness and oppression and disease, and, and all the things that, that that were broken. He came to break the power of the devil. And when He did when He did He did it for himself. He did it for us, hallelujah. And so that's when we declare his death. That's what we're doing. We proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So, And when that says until he comes, I mean, there's a period of time when we won't do that anymore. When he comes back, we won't have to declare it. Why? Because he'll be here. You know, we won't have to, we won't have to be like Thomas. You remember Thomas, when Jesus appeared to the disciples? And Thomas wasn't there, and they and they said, Thomas, Jesus appeared. He said, uh, "Unless I put my finger in the imprint of His hand and I see the and I put it, my hand in His side, I won't believe." He had to see to believe. We don't have to see we believe before we see. But when He returns, we won't have to believe. He will see Him. The Bible says in First John chapter three, it says, "When He comes, when He appears, we will see Him just as He is." Hallelujah. Well, face to face. You know what? I'm going to see Jesus. Praise God. I don't know if that excites you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to be in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going to be in the presence of God. And he won that for me. And every time we receive communion, we don't don't ever let communion become ordinary because it's it's a special event. We're remembering that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came and redeemed the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But I'll say one thing in that scripture that how do I say this? I don't mean to open a, a can of worms or confuse anyone. But uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. In verse 24, it says, When he gave thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body. He doesn't say this represents my body. He said, This is my body. what do you do with that you know there's there's three what you might call three principal uh, beliefs concerning communion the catholic church believes what we call transubstantiation in other words they believe that through the prayer of the priest that the, the bread and the wine become literally become the actual body of Jesus Other denominations believe, for example, the Lutherans. Martin Luther believed in what they call consubstantiation. In other words, the, the body and the blood are contained in the bread and contained in the wine. But they are not, but the Catholics believe it actually becomes, Luther believed it was contained in. And then there's what, we, what I would call representation. In other words, we believe that the, the bread and the juice represent the body of Christ, but he's not there. So what do you believe, pastor? Yes. I'm still working it out, but I but something in me senses that when we if we receive communion right that it's more than just a piece of bread and it's more than just juice. Exactly how much more? I, I can't define, but I believe it's more than just natural elements. When we re- Jesus said that every time we receive communion, we do it what in remembrance of Him. It's a memorial service, just like the whole memorial services for nine eleven or some other event that that and you you don't ever want to forget. He he put that in there so that we would never forget. If we didn't receive communion, eventually we'd just kind of drift away from the truth of that sacrifice. But Jesus wanted us to never forget the magnitude, this tremendous sacrifice that he made for us. They did it in the Old Testament. When, you know, when the children of Israel crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land, Moses, uh, Joshua Joshua told the people, he said, take a, take a person, one person from every tribe and go get a stone from the middle of the Jordan and bring it over here onto this land and put it, make a pile of stones. And so later, in later generations, when, when our children say, what's this pile of stones? we'll we, will we be able to tell them, no, oh, this is a memorial to remind us that God took the Jordan, dried up the Jordan River so we could walk through. It's a, it's a memorial stone. Ebenezer, I mean, Samuel the prophet, when the, when the children of Israel had, de, had defeated the Philistines, Samuel the prophet, it says in, I believe, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 7, somewhere around there. It's like he, he put a stone down. He called it Ebenezer. He said, thus far, the Lord has blessed us. It's a memorial, something that makes us remember. And communion makes us remember, or uh, has us to remember, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. His, his sacrifice is a total, it's a total deliverance for us. You know, it says, It says in Isaiah chapter 53 that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. What are transgressions and iniquities? That's the sin. That's the sin issue. It says in verse 6, in that same same chapter in verse 6, it says, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of God has caused the iniquity of all to be put upon him. Our sin was put upon him. He became sin for me. The Bible says that he. In Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote in Second Corinthians chapter five, "He who knew no sin, Jesus who knew no sin, was made to be sin for us, that we might become the very the righteousness of God. Not righteous in my own bit, but the righteousness of God was imputed to me. Hallelujah! Because Jesus took that sin, my sin, on Himself. Peter puts it this way in in his first in his letter. It says, For He Himself bore our sins in His body on the on the cross. He bore our sins.'" He bore our sins so that we can be free from sin and forgiven of our sin. Hallelujah. That's part of what he did for us. That's part of his sacrifice. It's an an enormous thing. He he suffered rejection. He suffered the rejection of the Father. That's why he said on the cross, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He was forsaken. He was rejected of God. The the chastisement that should have been upon me was put upon him so that I could have peace. I was the one that deserved to be on that cross, not him. That's what the, remember, the thief on the cross said, we belong here, we, we were murderers, we were thieves. We belong. He didn't belong, he's an innocent man. And yet he did it for you and for me. And you know, this is all part of communion. Don't ever let communion become ordinary. Don't ever let it become, become just, oh, it's the first of the month we're taking, no. It's a special time, and I want it to be special. I believe it can be forever, every one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus thank you lord thank you thank you but he did more than just bear our sins in his body on the tree the bible also says in isaiah 53 that he bore our griefs the word the the word griefs there really means sicknesses he bore our griefs and he carried away our pains matthew in in matthew's gospel chapter 8 he quotes that scripture and it says he himself bore our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. That's what, He did that for you and for me, so that we could be healed and have health, and walk in health, and have healing in our bodies. Hallelujah. Peter, Peter com, conclude, concluded that sentence that he said, where he said he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds we are healed. Peter says that by his wounds we are healed. He died for, for us to be well, to be healed and be well. In Jesus' name. We can receive. You can receive healing when you receive communion. Thank you, Jesus, that you forgave me. Thank you, Jesus, that you healed me. I receive my healing in Jesus. As I receive this body and the blood of Jesus, I receive my healing. Hallelujah. It's all contained in communion. But then it says this. In verse 27. Therefore... Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and in so doing, he's to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. And for this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number sleeper actually means that they die. People have actually died because they received communion in, in a wrong way. What does that mean, to receive communion in an unworthy manner? I believe the next verse kind of answers that. It says, but let a man examine himself. So to receive in an unworthy manner means you refuse to examine yourself. You refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to shine his light upon your life and expose areas of your life that need to change. If, if you know, when we don't want to partake of the forgiveness of God, if we don't want to let God deal with us about issues in our life. And it doesn't mean you have to be, first of all, it doesn't mean you have to be perfectly holy to receive communion. You know, some people would says, well, it says you're not supposed to receive in an unworthy manner, and I'm not worthy. That's right, you're not, neither am I. None of us are ever worthy in and of ourselves. But that's not what it's talking about. Don't let the devil, because because you're not perfect, don't let the devil come and say, you can't receive communion. You spoke harshly. You you had, you had were angry at that lady in the grocery store line because she digging through her purse, trying to find the coupons while you were trying to get, and you had to stand there and stand there. And, stand, and then she needed a price check, and, they had, and the blinking light went on, and you had to wait in line. And you saw this guy that was four people behind you in the other line, and he'd already checked out and left, and you're still standing there just fuming. You can't receive communion. We can all identify, Amen. I was behind. I was behind some little old lady in the grocery store line the other day. She must've been in her 80s. God bless her. She was watching them ring up, ring up every single thing. And after it was all done, she went. She took her purse. She got. Her, she opened it up. She took her wallet out. She started counting money. It's like, uh, you know. And I'm telling you, as God is my witness, I did really good. It's like God bless her. God bless her. You know. I hope she. I hope she gets home. I She's all by herself. She must be driving. I hope she gets home safe, God. Get her home safe. Hallelujah. When we, have, when we aren't surrendered to God, and you might have an issue in your life, maybe a temper or maybe something, and, and it's not completely gone. But you're allowing God to deal with you about it. You're, you have surrendered it to God. Even though you're not in total victory, You've surrendered it. if you've surrendered it to God, then go ahead and receive communion. Even though you haven't received, the, you might say, the final victory over that because you've given it to God. You're allowing God to work in your life. Receive communion. Don't receive it, though. If, you, if you've never accepted Jesus, don't rec- I, I would say don't. And you know, when, when my, wife gets, my wife got saved a year and a half before I did, we went to, I went to Thailand, she came, we came back from Thailand, we ended up in Mexico Beach. We lived in Mexico Beach, we were at Tyndall Air Force Base. Lived in Mexico Beach, Florida. You remember Hurricane Mike that came through a couple of years ago? Uh, they, they showed a, a a drone flying down Route 98 in Mexico Beach, when the town was like gone. And uh, we lived in a section of the town, and I, I remember showing it, I said, Susie, look, see that place there? There wasn't, it wasn't like there was, Uh, destroyed houses there. There was like nothing there. It was gone. I said, that's where we lived we were down there. We lived in Mexico Beach. Anyway. Thank you, Jesus. I just have to run the tapes, that's all. My wife was going to a little Methodist church in Mexico Beach. And uh, I started going with her. And every 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 month they'd receive communion and everybody in that church would get up and go down front and receive communion but for some reason and i wasn't i wasn't doing this to stand out but I, something in my conscience uh, convicted me and i said i can't go i can't i can't do that i can't go down there and receive i know i'd be a phony and i'm not going to do it And i remember the pastor was a wonderful he was a lay minister charlie parker he i remember he said to me one time he said ned I'm looking forward to the day you can receive communion with us and before I left I did I'd given my heart to the Lord but I was afraid it's like I was afraid to receive communion when I knew I wasn't right with God I knew I wasn't surrendered to God the Bible says he if you do that you eat and drink judgment to yourself you bring judgment on yourself and for that reason, a number of people have, have gotten sick and and weak and have even died because they received unworthily. But you don't have to receive them. You can ask, you can receive the forgiveness that God has for you. And just surrender it to God. Say, God, I give you this issue in my life, whatever it is, I give it to you, I surrender it to you. You are the Lord of my life. And I judge myself. I allow you to judge me. And then it says this in the next in the next verse, it says, but if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we, if we allow, if we surrender to the judgment of God, then we don't, receive, we don't get his judgment. We give it to, we, we get set free from whatever it is. And God makes us worthy, hallelujah. Communion is a wonderful time. It's a time we can be refreshed. It's a time we turn our hearts to God with gratitude and saying thank you. Just remember him with thanksgiving. Say thank you, Jesus. There was no—I was—I was doomed. I was—I was bound for hell. I was in the kingdom of darkness, but your sacrifice delivered me. I praise you. I worship you as I as I receive the elements this evening. I just praise you, Lord. I thank you for all you've done in my life and all you're going to continue to do. So let's receive communion tonight. I was gonna. I was going to speak to the camera and encourage people to that are watching to receive with us. Uh, I hope they do. Hallelujah. Praise okay. Praise God. Thank you. As Pastor Dennis comes around, just take a piece, hold on to it, and we'll receive together. Lord, before we partake of communion tonight, we stand before you and we ask ask you to shine your light of righteousness upon us. If there's anything in my life, Lord, that is not pleasing to you, I surrender it to you right now. In Jesus' name. I give it to you, Lord. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my will to you. I surrender my body to you. I surrender my thoughts to you. I surrender my actions to you. I surrender all all that I am to you, Lord because you gave your all for me. We say tonight, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for giving yourself for me. Let's receive together. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes but we thank you for your blood Lord the blood that was shed for our redemption for our restoration that brought us back into unity with you I thank you for your blood that's applied to my life that keeps me now and will keep me forever in Jesus name let's receive together Let's stand together. We're going to close in worship tonight. And as we do, if you need prayer, we invite you to come. We want to pray with you and bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.